You are such a geek. Geek. What is a geek? I agree to be recorded. <laughs> just, yeah, you don't have to start right away. I just don't want to forget some high to record. Did you have that pen? Yeah. We got Jake, a. I- we got to buy Mitch a shed, dude. A shed. A podcasting yeah. smoking shed. Yeah, mostly smoking. We're coming to you live from the shed. <laughs> yeah, dude. We'll get him a little like tough shed that looks like a barn. Dude, a tiny house. Tiny house for Mitch Jones. You just need a desk and a router and a chair. <laughs> dude, I'm thinking about getting a tiny house so that I can have my own reality show. Big man, tiny house on Discovery <laughs> Channel. <laughs> You can put it in my backyard. <laughs> How do we get Discovery on the phone? I think you have to do something crazy, right? You have to dedicate your body to science and then be like, bring back Mythbusters. I think you're- oh, okay. I thought you were saying, like, you either got to lose 400 pounds or gain 400 pounds. That's how you get it. <laughs> Man, that's some fucking shit right there. That's a real American problem to have, to be not, to be fat, but not fat enough for reality t- TV fat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Right. The Jenna Maroney. <laughs> You've either got to lose 30 pounds or gain 30 pounds. What? When she comes back to season fat from the off season, but she's like, just got a chubby belly. And then Jack walks up to her and is like, you either got to lose 30 pounds or gain 30 pounds, but this won't fly. <laughs> you want to keep on this train. Yeah. If you want to be fat, go for it, but not this level. You got to get fatter or you got to get thin. Man, I can't remember who I was watching on late night the other night. It was like so funny because he was just like, you're either getting easy. Like, you're either sick. Like, we're all in stages of fat. It's like you're either fat. You're getting fat. You're going to be fat. That's just that's all you are like. And he just described it so very easily. And I was like, that's good. That's not bad. I can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. <laughs> Some people so never get fat. Some. I just wish I could remember who it was because it was definitely a stand up comedian. Damn. Destafano lost a bunch of weight and then went on Kimmel. It could have been him. Who? Chris Destafano. He lost like 35 pounds in like two weeks. Looks completely different. Damn. Would he get locked in a sauna? No, he got hired to do a new TV show. And then- he did one of those like nature retreat things where you go and you hide in the dark for a long time and they only serve you gruel. Yeah. Anyways, it's $300,000 for the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> you see Ant-Man yet, Reese? <laughs> you haven't yet. No. We're both we're both we're both uninitiated. We're unquantumed. Well, you saw it. I did. Well, that's good. We got to talk about it because we've already talked about it a little bit. I was just hoping you've seen it so we could spoil. I know I should have, but I got I got too busy this weekend. I didn't even make it home from the springs on on Saturday. Where'd you stay? Uh, my friend's house, but I like basically stayed up all night drinking and then ate Whataburger at uh, seven in the morning, <laughs> and then drove back to to Louisville. I went to work. No, I okay. went to bed. God, how 
Is that the closest Whataburger there yeah. is? Colorado Springs has Whataburger, the only Whataburger in the state. And not only that, they have three of them motherfuckers down in Colorado Springs. How have yeah. I not known this fact? Colorado Springs has five military bases. They cater to shit that the rest of the state doesn't <laughs> cater to. Yeah. They also have like five different chicken chains on that street because you were up around InterQuest that are exclusive only to Colorado Springs now. The InterQuest. Yes. The InterQuest chicken chains. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, that sounds like a fucking. Uh... That sounds like a quest we would be on if we were like Guardians of the Galaxy, but yeah. broadcast geeks. You know You're that whole... about the IQCC five? Yeah, <laughs> the request chicken chains of the Galactic Railway. That whole parkway is just for the mega church, Mitch. That whole thing was built just for. Oh, now I feel bad for eating, enjoying Whataburger so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole. I was like fucking part of town. That was dead. When I was a kid, I was like Jesse Gemstones out there, like praise be to he. It's just... Eating your Whataburger, what kind of mayonnaise or what kind of sauce did you get for chicken? Yeah, what'd you do? Country gravy, dog. Nice, good move, good move. There's no, there's no fast food that is pu- serving out piping hot country country gravy as a dip for chicken tenders anymore. You're DQ right. DQ was the last domino to fall before Whataburger showed up. Yeah, Sonic dollar, gave up the ghost dollar. a while ago. Huh? Sonic gave up the ghost a while ago. Sure did. Yeah. They had that perfect chicken strip dinner with yeah. the, the chicken strips, the, the fries and or onion rings. You It'd can get white one gravy onion ring. Days, but it's not hot. I don't think I've ever had it hot. It's usually they, just kind of like lukewarm or cold. They they used to do it, right? Or you probably had a Sonic where everyone was a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need one 30-year-old manager who has pride in it that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Dude, I went to the one in my hometown, which was not always there. So it was like more of a recent addition. It definitely came after I graduated from high school. But I used to I was Sonic. I was pissed because I came there and I was like, oh, it was closed. And I was like, oh, shit. And like it was closed because I guess the manager's an asshole. What a surprise. Someone who takes pride in this. You know what I mean? Yeah. This guy made us wash our hands and shit. It was fucking lame. Sick. <laughs> you wouldn't even let me touch my penis in the middle of my shift. Do you know how long it takes to clean the ice cream machine? Fuck that. <laughs> but I drove to fucking Dairy Queen because I was hankering for a, a corn dog. And yeah. I came to, I went to Dairy Queen and I was like, can I, I was like, do you guys have corn dogs anymore? And they're like, we don't. And I was like, oh my God. Sonic. Sonic's the last corn dog stop. And, and then the one thing is there's nobody working there. So I'm like, what I got to do? Break in, make my own corn dogs, explain it to the police when they come to try to tase my ass. The police just want a corn dog. You won't have to explain anything. Yeah. They'll be like falling down, but the nice version where I don't get shot to death at the end. You guys seen this class action lawsuit against McDonald's because they lie about their ice cream machines? What? I've been victimized by that very same predicament. How do I get in on this lawsuit? Every single person I know has been victimized by the McDonald's <laughs> employees lying about their ice cream machine that they don't want to clean. Uh, but they, they're, they're getting called out for false advertisement because they still run ads for their dollar cones. And then they're like, but none of your locations have an operating machine, apparently. And McDonald's is already responding like, that's not on us. That's training in the franchisees. All the machines work. We have technicians. And yeah. it's a funny legal Ray case. Ray Kroc would be rolling over in his grave if he fucking heard that the ice cream stopped. Yeah. It's, I, uh, it's I've crazy, seen that though. movie. That's part of the reason why he was like, we use this shit because it's so cheap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And he had three of them going at a time. Like a genius. <laughs> you know what? That's why McDonald's will never get out of the bottom tier of the fast food. Like it's it's good. I eat it, but like, why can't you keep your your ice cream machine going? Wendy's fucking does it. Or you quit Wendy's. frying chicken at midnight, get fucked. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll wait four fucking minutes. Go fry my fucking like all that all their time limits are real <sighs> stupid. And like they got rid of 24 hour breakfast, and that was kind of us breaking up that was what covid <sighs> took from us dude yeah. do you realize no i was gonna say it was like one of those weird things when uh oh when we first got all you can eat or all day breakfast one of the things they got rid of was like the super size so they're like we got to get rid of this so you guys can have all day breakfast and then when they took all day breakfast from us it was like that's not cool because we didn't get super size back for that well super we size didn't get was... anything in return they took that from us super <laughs> size was government shit they got rid of biggie at wendy's they got rid of all those sizes and then i think so, mcdonald's was like i know how we'll keep the fat fucks coming mcgriddles all day and then they dude seriously and then they took it dude like serious horse trading not cool at all like no, we didn't got, agree to that they got me used to 2 p.m mcgriddles you can't take that back i want alimony mcgriddles for the rest of my life i got used i'm to gonna go see jack in the box he knows how to treat me yeah, I got used to a quality of life, and they just took it away from me, and it's unachievable on my own. So I need them to provide it for me. Alimony. Ah, wow. Yeah, I'm. I, I love fast food, but it's slowly killing. Yeah, me too. The food I'm cooking at home's not doing me any better. I've had. I'd say out of the month of February, I probably had 24 frozen pizzas. 24 frozen pizzas. You are a ninja wow. turtle, dude. That's yeah. impressive. It's not. It's real stupid. It's not good for you in your 30s to eat that much tomato sauce. <laughs> or cheese. Tomato sauce and cheese. That's oh. going to be one of those things. Like, we're talking to doctors in the future. They're going to be like, ah, it's the tomato sauce and cheese. Yeah. Shit. Shit's poison. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, you see those new Ninja Turtle? I mean, I'm sure you did. The, the Mutant Mayhem figures. Yeah. All right, we got to talk about that shit because that's fucking great. Mikey's a spy. I'm stoked. Yeah. Well, let's just, I'm going to kick it off here. Do it. On episode 295? Fuck, hang on just a sec. Matt's the one that, he's the math guy. He keeps all, he keeps track of all this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because I don't, I never know how many are in the chamber. We're never. I'm definitely going to cut all this out. It's not like we can just check (laughs) iTunes and be accurate. Okay. It is 295. 295 Broadcast Geeks 2023 coming at you. I'm Midnight Mitch Jones. I'm Jake Becker. And returning once more, Reese Jenegas. Eyo. Yeah, back back from the mirror dimension. <laughs> the great uh, north. The great north. Um man, these these new ninja turtles ones. Like I wasn't I so Jake, you and I are in this uh like ninja turtle like action figure group. Yeah. What? Toy Hell. Toy Hell, Secret Club. Yeah. Uh Secret Society. <laughs> Option B to becoming an incel or QAnon person is becoming a, <laughs> a NECA dude like me and Mitch. Just having your heart stomped on that way. 
you know what, man? My life was very like Ninja Turtle list for a long time, and now I wake up every day and I learn something new about the turtles and fucking I'm, rules. It's 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 like being a kid again. Um, but like they've been sharing all these like this new movie. That's it's it's Seth Rogen and it's Evan Goldberg, right? They wrote this new movie. What? Yes. Uh, yeah, they they uh, Seth got the rights. Seth and Evan got the rights to the anim- the new animated movie that is uh gonna be them as teenagers again it's called mutant mayhem they've already shown a lot of the toys so there's gonna be a bunch of extra mutants uh wingnut and screw loose are in the in the teaser image uh leatherhead toy was in the first batch of toys there's also another mutant that's not from the original series i forget what they're called and bebop Bebop and rocksteady too right yeah bebop and rocksteady these these toys these like figures of these designs like i didn't i wasn't sure seeing these designs on paper but they look great as little figures man yeah they rule i like that michelangelo looks a little downy yeah yeah i don't i don't look that he looks like snuggles the bear level downy <laughs> Dude, are they like standard action figure size like how big are these gonna be yeah i think they? they're, they're i think like they're five the toys inch scale. From when we were kids cool right on but they vary because donnie's taller so they're doing that thing where like the median figures oh five word, inches, yeah. but i think donnie's five and a quarter mikey's probably four and three quarters right yeah i don't again i don't love the skull cap on Raphael. i've hated that every time they've done it since the next mutation i hated it when they did it in the archie comics as a kid but i'll live with it yeah he looks pretty dope down syndrome mikey wide set eyes (laughs) why can't i find mikey he's he's sleeping he has to go to bed early <laughs> you know you know turtles like to sleep well they make they make mikey go to bed at 9 30 so the rest of them can have like an hour or two to just be adults uh, 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 that's good fun <laughs> oh here he is is that him yeah look at him compared to the other turtles tell me about the eye positioning <laughs> yeah he does kind of <laughs> have a jerry jones look to him my uh-huh. eyes aren't too far apart. <laughs> yeah, it's Jerry Jones and uh, Cameron Diaz's child, Michelangelo <laughs> the turtle. Uh, or I guess Uma yeah. Thurman's better. Her eyes are just like almost gecko level on the side of her head. <laughs> gecko. Yeah, man. I uh, that's like the like. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, Uma Thurman. <laughs> Poison Ivy herself. Yeah, dude, that chick looks like she could read two pieces of paper on opposing walls at the same time. Dude, plants can't read. That's not the thing they can do. Poison Ivy can, though. (laughs) Ask Kite Man. She can do all kinds of things a plant can't do. Oh, yeah, Poison Ivy can do all sorts of things to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hit my music. (laughs) Did you watch watch that new uh, Harley Quinn Valentine's Day episode yet? I feel like I started to and there was like enough being referenced that i yeah i started it and there was like oh, enough you being haven't talked. finished last season right no so i just turned it off oh yeah yeah uh yeah i think i didn't realize it was gonna be a direct like follow-up to the season i thought it was like a you know an elseworld well not elseworld but just like one-off like story in that universe well, Nate made it sound that way in the chat and then like the a meet- treehouse of horror for the yeah. simpsons if you will yeah and I and I think it mostly is it just hinges on your knowledge. It doesn't like actively use knowledge, I doubt, but like the fact that you sort of just need to be abreast of the serialized story where relationships are obviously changing. Right. 
And then also you you probably were like, why is Batman in jail? Yeah, that that might have been the part where I was like, I'm I'm good. I need to go back. <laughs> yeah, that's, I think that happens pretty quick into it. So you can be like, I gotta turn this off and catch up so I can know what's going on. Yeah, why why Bats is in trouble is very interesting to me. It's not even really that it's Batman in trouble. It's that it's Bruce Wayne. Okay. Bruce Wayne was under arrest here. They were like, dude, how long have you been evading your taxes, bro? Like, <laughs> Is that it? For how awesome. many decades? Your dad was doing it, too? He taught you how to do it? What the hell is this? <laughs> I think that's actually what happens. Or something. That rules. That rules. They get like just poem. like you should have taken care of your own taxes, man. Like oh, you gotta pay your taxes, man. You can get away with anything else. They got Wesley Snipes. Yeah, they got a form for drug dealers. They won't rat on anybody at the IRS as long as they're getting paid. They will shut the fuck up. <laughs> See, these are the type of comics that need to be issuing in the comic universe right now. Hey, what happened? Oh, Tony Stark's in jail because he fucking embezzled from his own company. Like, isn't that crazy? And it's like, well, clearly he did. We've known he's been doing that for a while. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, you think he was paying all of this out of pocket? Dollars of the company's money to uh, build a walking tank? Uh, no. No. <laughs> and then, he's like, my you... bodyguard. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah, like one of those things where he says no, and then there's this. <laughs> underscore of like subtext that just reads it's just like it was more like 3.5 billion like yeah I've it was built, way more than one like i've built 50 of them now they're nanotech and we don't sell anything i've developed ever right yeah okay <laughs> yeah but like he probably used nanotech to make another version of those intellicrops or some shit <laughs> okay okay yeah our intellicrops Intellicrops are brought up in the first Iron Man and then never mentioned again. Yeah. That's what if I made like a, a YouTube video <laughs> for this broadcast geeks podcast, be like, things in the MVU never mentioned again. Yeah. They're Intellicrops. Dude, and when you mention those, I immediately think of Jeff Bridges delivering that great line. He built this thing in a cave with straps. Like yeah. my Intellicrops. Like, yeah. like so they're like, I love how they have like the fake missile, but I'm like, how funny would it be if they came and they're like, it seems like he's building Intellicrops in here. And he's just like, nope, I'm making the Iron Man suit. Wait until you goofy sluts get to meet Darren Cross again. Oh, Ooh, yeah, right. Yeah, dude, they they immediately, they put him on a poster. I don't like, people are saying it's bad CGI. I mean, he just looks like a big head to me. Like, what's, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The CGI is goofy in the movie for his That's head. That's what I'm saying. It looks but like it's, it's like, supposed to- yeah it's supposed to be weird and it's on purpose like when he's getting fucked up and shit that it's like odd because he's been just fucked into the quantum realm by scott like he got dragged in fucked up and so this is like as well as they could put humpty dumpty back together again and i think people are trying to paint it like the cgi is bad like no that's the character design mm. so yeah i mean you have you seen pictures of this, Reese? I have not. Oh. No idea what you guys are talking about. Okay. Well, if you... So, this is just about the design of a character in Quantumania. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, Modoc. Oh, Modoc. Yeah. Cool. So, he better have been voiced by Patton Oswalt. <laughs> no, no sadly Cross. not. But he was... It's, he's... Um, I don't know if you want me to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it. But I haven't right seen it now. either. But, oh, oh yeah, I'm looking, I just pulled it up right now, dude. I mean, he looks goofy as fuck, but that's what Modog's supposed to. Look like. 
right? Yeah, dude, Modoc has always looked fucking goofy to me. I don't know what else to say to people. Yeah, but it's not like shoddy. Like it doesn't look shitty in the back of any shots, or and that's what I mean. I think people are like not liking a character design because it's kind of off-putting and weird, and then being like yeah. they did a bad job. Like, no, they really didn't. They did a great he, job. He is supposed to look off-putting and weird. He's fucking Modoc. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But he looks fucking funny. He's got a little bit of Michelangelo eye going on. (laughs) Yeah, you got that big old head. But yeah. Okay, I didn't know Modoc was going to be in this one. I thought I saw something in the trailer. I was like, ah, it kind of looks like Modoc, but... Okay. Oh, it's Modoc, baby. Oh, it's Modoc, baby. Modam. Girl version of Modoc. <laughs> Modam, take a look at this face. These hips don't lie. These tiny little hips of mine. <laughs> The movie is good. You guys need to go see it. Like a dude, I up. like. I feel like I was gonna enjoy it. I don't know. I've liked the Ant Man movies thus far. Yeah, man. I mean, we're thirty-one fucking chapters into this book. Yeah, I think a lot of the reason people don't love it though is it's not really like an Ant Man movie. Well, what do you mean? There's... I mean, it's not a heist. It's not like it's more like it's like what Civil War is to the Captain America movies. Yeah. Where like it's well, totally like not so a Captain America though. movie. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's it sets everything up and it's a great story. But I think there's like a large sector of fans who are like, Ant Man three, this is gonna be great. Another funny heist with the, <laughs> the janitor security <laughs> squad. This is gonna rule. And yeah. Then, and then like that's not in it at all. And they're like, this this wasn't great. Like, no, it's fucking awesome. But yeah, I think but like, oh, man, it'll be like Civil War, where in like three years, no one will be like. Ant-Man Quantum Mania. Everyone will just be like Quantum Mania. Like it'll be barely remembered as an Ant-Man film. Right. But like you know, people don't realize like I think the people that are being like too critical of something like this don't realize that in the comics, like <laughs> they do like regular shit, like everyday, like real world grounded, like, oh, it's a heist. And then sometimes they go to the quantum realm and then like the next Tuesday they're back doing like a small town heist in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. But it rules, and the Kang shit is amazing, and Bill Murray rules. Bill Murray, he plays this, like, one-off, like, quantum character, right? Yeah, Lord Kylar, Krylar, Krylar. And it's a Hulk character from back in the day that was also a one-off. So it's like a weird pull, and they're not related. They just, like, recycled the character. Okay. But it's dope, and the implications are huge. And the post credit scenes are insane. <laughs> because of the implications. The implications. <laughs> implications. She wouldn't say no, though, because of the implications. Because of the implications. I can't wait to get you Marvel movies out on my boat and alone. Dude, they're getting you alone. They got the implications, dog. <laughs> You're the one who's going to feel like you have to say yes. So so there's two post-credit screens, right? Yes, mid-credit and post-credit. And is one of them, like, is there, like, a funny one and then, like, a, like, stay-tuned no. one? There's like a There's, like, a traditional one. And then there's one that's more of a sneak peek. What? Kind of like when they had the trailer for Doctor Strange? Kind of, but more of a sneak peek than a trailer. Mm. Okay. Like, I I don't think the second post-credit scene was filmed specifically for this film. I think they took a scene from something else. Ah. Oh, okay. That we'll probably see repeated in the thing or a version of it, like a different take. We're getting some of that juicy bone con. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a it's it's definitely more of a tease than it was like a straight up cliffhanger or a joke or anything like that. Huh. 
All right. Yeah. Okay. So that's uh, what would you get you? So Matt, I when I was editing the last one, I remember Matt said it was kind of like a B plus as a Marvel movie, a B regular as a a movie in general. What's your take on this? I think it's better than that. I think it's like an A minus as a Marvel movie. Okay. And probably more like a B plus or like an A minus as a movie. It's really good. So what does the critics don't like about it? I don't know. I think it's just totally different from Ant-Man stuff. I have no idea. This movie is better than Eternals. I love Love and Thunder. It's better than Love and Thunder. It's better than Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's better than a bunch of the recent entries as far as like story movement and actual three-act story and fleshed out characters. Like it's just it's it's one of the better ones recently and I don't know why it's getting so much hate. Does it uh, does it still have Bob, Bobby Cannavale in it? Uh that's the that's the the, the thief that works No, I think he's like he's like the dope cop who's just like, "Hey, he's the stepdad." Stepdad. Oh. His wife, Scott's no. wife, ex-wife, uh what's her name? Judy Greer is dating Bobby Cannavale. I mean, they might be. You don't see them. Like they're not in the story. The story's quick. There's like minutes of them being in the normal world at the beginning of the movie, and then the rest of the fucking film is in the quantum verse. Okay, wow, all right. Yeah, it is fast. I was pretty blown away at how quick they got to the meat. It was not not a lot of fucking around. Is there a lot of uh Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne? Uh yeah, they're in it quite a bit. Hank has a couple of dope ABD. moments. And Fife Dog. Uh Cassie. Fife Dog, aka Michelle Pfeiffer. Cassie's in it quite a bit. Word. What's Cassie, her Scott? She, she was is there there's a book where Scott is Ant Man and Cassie's the Wasp, right? Yeah, okay. she's had a couple of different superhero names in the books. Totally setting up for Young Avengers, aren't they? Yeah, hardcore. Hardcore parkour, bud. But I mean, we knew that. None of this is spoilers. I'm just telling you shit you can like find out glancing at the poster. <laughs> the only spoiler, I think, is that they get right to it. And that's not much of a spoiler. You find out before you know what's happening. I'm, it's just exciting to know. Like, There's not much. There's no like prologue. It's just like, bing, bang, boom. Oh, fuck. Damn. What's going to so happen So it's way now? different ant-man movie it's a way different ant-man movie it's even a differently paced marvel movie this one more than a lot of them i think also kind of just relies on like hey motherfucker it's number 31 strap in we hope you've read up and watched everything because we're not explaining shit again there's gonna be very little of us retreading what we've already touched on we have two hours to interview <laughs> introduce a multi-dimensional conqueror so uh that's hank that's his wife she's back that's their kid that's that's scott's girlfriend fucking roll like there's and that might be part of why critics don't like it either if they're not like marvel fans right it does right, they're just, just kinda... like, they're, they're like i can't go into a movie with any prior knowledge like you have to have prior knowledge of what's going on in this like universe just to be like all right we're here let's go yeah this is constantly my question about ant-man on a scale of fantastic voyage to inner space what is your feeling of the movie? Uh, neither one of those references works for me. I'm sorry. They're like, they're like, I know uh, what they are. I just yeah. don't know. I don't remember which one was good. I saw them both as a very small child and was just like, whoa. Just more of a teasing nature about like, we need more like Ant Man getting inside of a tiny spaceship and going through someone's body and explaining all the information to us. <laughs> it's really good. But once they're in the quantum realm, there's like very little attention paid to like, 
the size because everyone's in the quantum realm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, right. So it's just kind of like dope set pieces after the initial hocus pocus. Right. Yeah, once Thackeray Binks shows up, it's all on. After the, Sorry, when you said initial hocus pocus, I immediately thought of Bette Midler. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, there she is fucking things up again with her witchcraft. God, that would yeah, be a funny imagine. Easter egg to have in the background. <laughs> Bette Midler back there. You, you're going to have, like, I wonder, like, in a couple years, if you're going to go see a Marvel movie, there's going to be, like, a bodyguard at the door with by a robe. It's like, have you caught up on Moon Knight? <laughs> uh, you, you're not on the list. Not on the list. You can't fucking see this movie. Well, I know I know Disney Plus is doing their best with like watch lists and stuff, but I do think they'd be serviced to be like, here are things you should they should Probably. clip it. They could clip it up and do things to be like, here's a catch-up video, not like assembled, but like a real one. Like here's right. an hour-long tape to cover 12 hours of shit that's gonna be covered in this movie. You're gonna but, see that you might not remember clearly because it started when you graduated high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need like a previously on marvel studios (laughs) yeah even if marvel started the thing where like it was like hey uh so like 20 minutes before the showing we're gonna do a previously on and if you want to come watch that go for it and if not 20 minutes in we're gonna start the trailers that'd be a brilliant idea this previously on marvel brought to you by pepsi cola taste the refreshment (laughs) yeah dude it'd be or they just have it presented by kevin k-e-v-i-n yeah Yeah, dude it's me kevin feige with one of my many hats it'd be the (laughs) robot i want it to be the robot from she oh yeah kevin yeah dude that would be that'd be so fucking good if you don't remember here's what happened (laughs) yeah that would rule but uh yeah so i think that's part of it I think part of it's just like, I think it's become cool for critics to not like superhero shit. Mm, yeah. And I, and I don't think it helps that all the movies I think this is better than have come out in the last couple of years. We need something more cerebral like Tar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I enjoy all the movies I listed as this being better than. It's just like all of them had flaws as film, like as just standalone things that were obvious to me. And I think this one's better. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I bought the ticket. I'm gonna take the ride. You're gonna love it, bitch. You're gonna be. I've been on this Marvel train since back in the day. Yeah, dude. Since I had all my head hair and no gray pubes. (laughs) I'll never forget the day the Marvel Cinematic Universe came into my life. My life was complete, and it'll be here long after I'm gone. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know how upsetting it is that I've aged more than Robert Downey Jr. since this started? (laughs) That guy has done everything wrong Dude, to his body. Dude, you say that, and I can see his eyeballs fucking rolling right now. <laughs> oh, him just being like, I just I just got a hit of energy from somewhere. Someone complimented me. <laughs> or Scarlett Johansson? Fuck her. What's she drinking? Her and Paul Rudd are just cracking open Dude, embryos. Dude, Scarlett Johansson, she's got that fucking, that magic make-your-own-soda machine. Fountain soap. What do they call so- that? Soda stream? Soda stream. That's right. That's her hookup. It's Colin Jost. She's sucking the energy out of Colin Jost. <laughs> whatever you call it, whatever you want to call it, sucking whatever. <laughs> Do you think Colin Jost and Casey Jost and Ninja Turtles movie still going to get made? I mean, I guess it would probably depend on how this Seth Rogen one does, right? Like, it's live action and separate. I just haven't heard about it in a while. It's live action. Yeah, it's supposed to be a continuation of the old films. Cool. And then, yeah, why wouldn't that get made? I hope it does. I hope it's really violent. I want the live action one to be. Apparently, 
<clears throat> well, I don't know if it will happen. Apparently, somebody's sucking all the Jost out of him. Well, it's his brother, too, and his brother's got a lot of Jost in him. Jostbusters. <laughs> yeah, his brother's the producer on uh, Practical Joke. Oh, I had no idea. Are you kidding me? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, got, they secured the rights at, like, the same time that Seth secured the rights to the animation, to the live action. Oh, cool. Because the Ninja Turtles' ownership is very complicated. Dude, I think they're just replicating what they did in the 80s they're gonna bring out the kid-friendly cartoon version sell a fuck ton of action figures and then they're gonna make a live action movie in like a couple years and capitalize off that again dude you know what like you you always think about that meme with the dude sitting behind the tree with his hands like this (laughs) it's just it's just vanilla ice looking at these teenage mutant ninja turtle properties like it's coming they're not coming they're not bringing him back he's hit his wife too many times (laughs) Oh, but he signed to Psychopathic Records now. That would be such a good get for them. Yeah, that's where you go when you've hit your wife too many times. <laughs> that is the label for people being like, we'll forgive you. What did you do? We don't care. Sign right here. <laughs> Insane Clown Posse is the NFL of music. No, he's gonna now he's gonna have to record no turtle, no turtle, no. <laughs> <laughs> He, he has Ninja Turtle costumes and has performers come out with him at his live show to do Ninja Rap. And it's apparently oh my pretty God, sweet. Really? Holy yeah. How can that even be possible? Like, you would think that if Laird or Eastman had a problem with that, they would have shut that down by now, right? They don't. He got the licensing through Eastman. Really? That's the, yeah, that's what's complicated about the Ninja Turtles is when Nickelodeon bought them, they also let Eastman and Laird retain everything. What? So they co own it with Nickelodeon? No. They both own it separately. What? Yes. They I don't both, understand how that works. The way they basically they s- only invest on the properties that they work on, right? Is that the way to square it? No. The way the way it works is that Nickelodeon has full autonomy to make TV, movies, comic books, toys, T-shirts, clothing, any kind of shit they want. They bought. And full- what do they? And what do they get to do though? Same thing. Same thing. And they don't have to communicate with each other. That's why there's a live action getting developed at the same time. But they don't have cartoon. That's that's what I meant. They don't have to collaborate at all. They'd be like, dude, this is our property. We don't want to share any profits with you. Fuck off. We also have turtles, so eat shit. They've been running opposing comic books for like fucking since the 2012 series uh cartoon came out. They run opposing figure lines. Stupid question. And we thought maybe you might know the answer. Uh, Swamp Thing mm-hmm. by Alan Moore. Is that DC or Vertigo? Uh, it, uh, it depends. I think it's DC, but I think the trade paperbacks are Vertigo. Okay. I just sure was trying to figure it out. It might have like... switched to Vertigo at some point in the run, but I can picture the early covers with the DC with the orange and yellow band. Yeah. Hmm. But, the, but the trades are for sure Vertigo because I've sold them. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was like, man. I don't know, but you I know, do. I do um, think during that run before they switched volumes, it became a Vertigo title because they kind of took him and Constantine into Vertigo pretty hard, right? Yeah. And I think the reason why we brought this up is that uh, just the other night I watched Werewolf by Night. Dude, is that not awesome? Man, thing's a motherfucking ripper. Man, thing is the best. It was so funny because that's how we got to Swamp Thing. It was like, oh yeah, Man Thing, and, like, and then we like started laughing about Swamp Thing and shit like that. Like, <laughs> I like them both. I think I like Swamp Thing books better, but I have a strong inkling I'll like Man Thing adventure stories better of him just being a dumb child who can ignite people out of existence. Right. <laughs> 
Maybe they'll pair him with Elsa Bloodstone. I think they, there's like they a... could go for that Night Stalkers type strategy. Yeah, dude. If they play That's this what right, I'm feeling with a young Wolverine who's just got enough disdain for fucking Charles that he runs away once in a while and does shit with the X Force and does shit with the fucking Sons of Vengeance and right. so we're gonna have Blade, Moon Knight, Wolverine, Ghost every, Rider, Ghost Rider. We're years away from everything that I want in the MCU being there. But I was gonna say like what I was thinking with like with like because you could have I can't remember who composed the original Night Stalkers because it was Blade. Was it Blade, Bloodstone, Moon Knight, Moon Knight? It's Moon Knight and then Ghost Rider, right? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. And they added Wolverine on like the third issue. Yeah, so it's like, like, but I'm like, <laughs> that's that's yeah. I was gonna say like that sets up well for that. I really, I don't know. I thought it was fun. I appreciate like. Do you think I, Stanley beat everyone in the room when he got back the sales numbers for the new Fantastic Four? Because I bet he went in there with like a belt and a paddle and just started swinging wildly. <laughs> Could you imagine how confusing those sales would have been when you were like, "What's the new Fantastic Four? And it's like, "It's the Hulk. It's Wolverine. It's Ghost Rider." And oh, who's the other one? Spider-Man. Spidey. And it flopped. Fuck. It sucked so bad. And it was like, we gave you all the best ingredients. How did, how did you turn out a poop pie? What is going on here? Like, I bet that was, I bet that was a real scary day at Marvel international. <laughs> Want to see how far my foot will go in your ass. <laughs> yeah, dude. Stanley fucking put some cigars out on people that day. Yeah. This is going to take six months to undo you fucking morons. You know, it's it's interesting that you did that cigar thing, Jones, because I immediately thought of Judd Nelson in the Breakfast Club. This is what you get for spilling paint in the garage. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Just stand, that's what Stan Lee will do to you for just spilling paint in the garage. What do you think he does when the fucking book sales don't come in? Dude, yeah. Like, let's. what if we took our four biggest hits and then turned out a crap pile? Tough. It's crazy. There's plenty of instances in history of things like that happening. There's a great example in sports of a Lakers team that was made of nothing but com- commensurate superstars and it proceeded to just eat shit the whole season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I also remember when hey, LeBron you know? was in Florida. They couldn't buy a championship. Right. Yeah, yeah, but man, these guys were also... Uh, it's just fucking... It was a crazy move that that failed so bad. Um you been watching anything new, fellas? Dude, no. Dude, the last thing I saw that I hadn't seen in a minute was Werewolf by Night, and that was fucking, and I adored it. That I rocks. was just going to say, I love the magical, mystical part of the Marvel Universe, and I'm glad that they're tapping more into it. And that was fun in a horror aspect, too. I hope they do more of shit like that. They're going to. Because of the success of it, they've already said they've committed projects that they were maybe going to do something else with to being specials because they like the format so much. So it sounds like Silver Surfer will probably be a special. Sick. Which is smart. That's a good way to introduce him and Galactus in its own thing before they get involved in something else. Yeah. Uh, there was another one that's going to be a special. I forget what it is now. Damn it. Because that one's a rumor and the other one was like a for sure. Fuck. My bad. I don't remember. All good. Um, But yeah. That's, the yeah, only that, thing I watched recently is they had there was a movie channel showing an X-Men-a-thon. So I watched X-Men 1. There's good shows we want to keep from getting canceled out right now, Mitch. And you're <laughs> out there watching known pedophile Brian Singer's take on the X-Men to keep oh, him shit. money in his mailbox. You hey, steal on, or you, you stream them. You can't always get Brett Rush or Ratner to direct your movies. <laughs> Brett the Rat Ratner. 
Who did uh, X-Men Origin Wolverines? That wasn't Singer, right? No. Might have been. They let Singer be on a lot of them. I think Singer produced that no. one, though, for sure. Let's yeah, dude. They, I guess after they bailed him out of that pedophile charge during the first movie's fucking promotion, they were just like, we already paid for it. We might as well keep using him. Why cut ties now that we know he's a pedophile and had to spend money hiding it? What right. a bunch of... Like, that's so... Cr- I'm so glad I wasn't aware of that as a kid and could just enjoy the movies because knowing that now is like, what a f- what a bunch of dickheads, top to bottom. Hey, dude, I knew that there were dickheads at the moment that, like, uh, you know, Wolverine's nemesis, Sabretooth, couldn't actually speak and instead growled like some <sighs> sort of lion. <sighs> I communicate with growls. <laughs> but, it all, but it just also bums me out that, like, Hugh Jackman would work with known pedophiles like willingly like you, you know what i mean like it top to bottom sucks when you find out what they did to hide him and then that everyone it was like knew. an extensive network of dark money within the studio system was it not yeah what is century fox bro him and other people in hollywood got like busted busted at a party right, doing having, pedophilia like, parties with yes. kids and shit and they got actually like cop busted and they kept it out of the fucking news and it cost Fox a shitload of money to keep it out of the news. But they had already done the movie that time. So it was like, if this guy ruins us, we're just throwing away all of the money. So that almost is forgivable to try to like, just buy yourself some time. But then to be like, guess who we brought back for number two? It's like, ah, oh, you you suck. That was between X-Men 1 and X-Men 2, X-Men United. It was between finishing filming X-Men 1 and X-Men 1 being released. What the fuck? That's why they buried it. That's what I mean. That's why, like, it's not a good thing, but at least makes sense why they'd be a monster the first time where it's like, we spent $100 million making this X-Men movie, and now we find out this guy's a pedophile and it's going to ruin the company. We need X-Men Origins Wolverine was directed by Gavin Hood good thank Ooh, god that's my favorite one but yeah brian singer's a monster david benioff also wrote it of game of thrones fame nice i did not know that i didn't know that either that's why it's the best x-men x-men origins Wolf. <laughs> yeah brian singer's out here sliding around like fucking sean penn nobody remembering what they did yeah and fucking Rob Lowe. All right, are you guys? Are you guys Rob ready Lowe for did this? his ten hours of community service. Okay, <laughs> Trab Lowe. Are you guys ready for this? Richard Donner, executive producer. Louis G. Friedman, co-producer. Hugh Jackman, producer. Stan Lee, executive producer. Peter McDonald, co-producer. John Palermo, producer. Lauren Schuler Donner, producer. Brian Singer, producer. Uncredited. Ah, Oh, uncredited, but he got paid. Uncredited. But they paid him anyway. I was going to say that, that he's like down there at the very bottom with associate producer Whitney Thomas. Way to go, lady. At least you're not uncredited. <laughs> yeah, well, that's crazy. So is Avi Arad. Aviarid? Is that right? Is that Avi? Is that how you say his name? I feel fucking Avi terrible. Aaron. I don't know. He's, he's Israeli. He's a longtime producer of uh, Spider-Man. Godbius. Uncharted. Oh, I had a thought this week when I was really high. Have you guys seen Eugene Levy's new travel show that came out? Oh, no. did he come what? out with a new travel show? What the hell is that? What's that on? It's on Apple TV. It's called The Reluctant Traveler, and it's really him genuinely barely enjoying himself in any of these situations. So but it's a show, but he doesn't play a character. He's just him traveling. And- yes, but he's so polite that in the system, like when you're watching him interact with other humans, he's just like, oh, yes, this is, this is lovely. Thank you so much. And then the second he's alone with the camera, he's like, why the 
fuck are we here? Fuck am I doing? How often do people be like, oh my God, you're fucking Eugene Levy. I haven't watched the Utah episode, but I think that's the only one in the US. So I don't know that <laughs> anywhere else people were freaking out to see Eugene Levy. I just imagine it's got to be so insane for him in a place like Utah. But he should play the watcher. Oh, yeah. The, he's the dad of the pie fucker. Dude, you put a bald cap on him and leave those eyebrows and let him be the weird watcher? That would rule. Yeah. I've uh, been looking at you. Well, he does like a serious voiceover on the travel thing and not serious in the way that it's like, and then on the tundra. But it's but it's him giving a very serious take. And then after that, we went to lunch and it's him narrating it that way instead of like his usual up and down goofy inflection, you know, and uh, <laughs> hearing him do that and then watching him, I was like, oh, my God, because there's just a bunch of times where he like squares up with the camera. And I was like, Eugene Levy would rule as the watcher. <laughs> yeah, dude, you got to put that out into the fan casting zeitgeist. That's how they did it with Krasinski. Dude, it would rule him in a bald cap, even if they let him keep the hair. And just dude, it, I'm like, telling you, I'm glad white. I'm. I was going to say, I'm glad to hear you say that you like his like kind of like narrative like things where he likes he's like reflecting on a situation or whatever, because I think that's like undersold. And also recently I noticed that like Will Arnett has been doing narrative for fucking like nature documentaries. And it's like, this is awesome. And he's I been doing it shit. for a while, man. He's yeah good at it. He's got a great voice for it. Anyways, narr- narration is like, it's a bummer that not more people do it because some people out there have fantastic voices for it. Yeah. I'd watch and- a fucking, I'd watch a show where Eugene Levy was like a detective that narrated his adventures. Well, there's rumors that the watcher is going to show up in the live action movies. Oh shit. It's not going to be, um, Jeffrey dude- Wright. Yeah. It's not going to be Jeffrey Wright. Is that who in- was it when they were at that, that scene it's- with Stan with them? No, that's who voiced him in What, what if? if. No, I don't think so. Commissioner Gordon in the Pattinson movie. Yeah, I think that was, I think they went with Owatu in the What If when they planned on using some of the characters and before Owatu was popular. I think they thought that was going to be too heady for general fans. <laughs> Get out of here. Has Hitmonkey <laughs> I mean, been canceled yet? What do we know about that? Is Hitmonkey canceled? No, Hitmonkey. Oh, dude, Hitmonkey got renewed for a second season. I better fucking come out, man. I need I need some hit monkey. No, I uh, I think it's coming late this year. I I put an article in the chat. Thought I remembered that, but sometimes it's one I of those. Uh, sub- Dude, I'm surprised they canceled a lot of shit. Modoc's not coming back, but hit monkey. Modoc makes sense now, though, since they were gonna do this brand new take on the character and probably didn't want to confuse people with two <laughs> Dilute no, not, not just that it was a comedy version but it was original modok and like right yeah like it told that story and now it's darren cross and it's a very different modok hey man it's not, that was a super brilliant idea to make him into modok especially after you know someone was probably who made well of course it was peyton reed he directed all three ant-man movies so he probably was like oh shit his fucking his arms went in first i think in the first one i think they've admitted that it was like a fan theory and they were like that's really cool yeah we we should do that we should start doing more fan theories to see if we can get them to start doing the movies the way we think they should do them yeah his arms well and then once they watched the footage of how they shrank him in the cgi and it's the last thing left is his head i think it was just a hop skip and a jump for the marvel creatives to be like oh shit what if he's modok down there that that shrinking scene is pretty horrific like body horror too 
Dude, when they show him landing in the quantum realm all fucking janked up, it's pretty rough. Really? Yeah, dog. It's not it's not easy looking at it. He takes a real nice tumble, does he? Oh, dude, he's a prolapsed anus of a human. Right, right. Yeah. Before he's in the mech suit, there's like a flashback scene where he's explaining it to somebody just so they can get that expose out of the way, you know, of what Modoc is. Right. And when they, yeah, when they show Darren Cross coming into the quantum realm, it is like, fuck, glad I didn't have a whopper in my mouth. (laughs) Got like little arms. It's just, yeah, it's all head and he's got like his body's just like noodly and fucked up. And it's just like, it's, it's a rough little quick scene. And again, that doesn't really spoil anything. I thought about it before I said it out loud, but it's because it's just a a thing that, you know, you know, they're going to explain who he is, but that shot is like, fuck man what a great connection you guys made to the old films um the other one that oh, i know mitch it sorry we're watching him shrink oh yeah go down to just head yep but the other show mitch should be watching that he's not that he would like a lot because it has harrison ford and he's uh just being harrison ford the whole time so you about shrinking shrinking fucking rules harrison nice. ford singing sugar ray at the top of his lungs is like one of the best moments of my year so far nice is he singing the uh I just want to fly. Yeah, but it's the, uh, no, it's, uh, from my girlfriend's four post van. What? He's so, uh, all around the world, statues crumble for me. Is that what it is? I think so, four post van. I'm kind of realizing that 25 years old. Sounds the same. Yes. Mother, she loves me so. Yes, it's that. Is he singing that at the top of his lungs in a minivan? And it's, one of the greatest fucking things that's ever been put on tape. The Apple TV. That's on Apple TV too, right? It is. Apple TV is in Seagal. Pretty great. And then they also have that new show, Hello Tomorrow. That's crazy good. That's uh, what's his name? Billy Crudup uh-huh. and, Hank, and Hank Azaria. Oh, geez. And it's like a retro futuristic kind of Jetsons future sort of thing. So it like takes place in the 50s, but like in a 50s that would have been like a utopic. Right. So they're already like living on the moon. Ooh, and, sounds like old Brock Myers in trouble. And the, and there's and it's following these salesmen who sell timeshares or homes on the moon. Oh shit! But there's definitely like they're doing something dirty, and you don't know what yet. And I'm like, Dude, five so it's like a dramedy starring Hank Azaria and who else? Billy Crudup. Billy it's, Crudup. It's a drama. It's a dramedy. There's very little comedy, but it's a spacefaring drama. It's a retro futuristic drama. I could dig it. Like it hasn't been on the moon. Oh, okay. You, so it's like you the know Rocketeer retro futuristic. Yeah, kind of Rocketeer esque, but done in 2023 when it's much more achievable and well done. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Hank Azaria's character is great. He has a terrible gambling problem that ends up being really violent and catching up with him a lot. Uh, Old <laughs> Brackmeyer. It's nuts. It's a crazy show. It's 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 a dramedy. Uh, like it's not as funny as the Righteous Gemstones, but it's as serious. How many how many episodes is it? Do you know like total? Is it going to be ten for the season? I think it's ten. That's what they seem to be doing with most of theirs now. Okay, that sounds cool, man. I I I love Hank's area. It's a neat concept, and it's like, uh, did did either one of you guys watch Severance? I didn't. I've uh-huh. heard some stuff though. 
severance is bananas fucking cock crazy that shit it sounds crazy as shit to me like anytime somebody describes it it's the first show in years that i like had to research on my computer like while i was watching it so you'd be like oh damn no like ben stiller put out documents that like accompany it and like company files it would make sense if you watched it but it's fucking crazy i might just have to get apple plus because also, there's season three of Ted Lasso coming out, too. Hell Ted yeah, Lasso's man. really good. Slow Horses with Gary Oldman is amazing. And then there's a bunch of, like, horror shows and Jason Momoa shows that I just don't watch. Jason Momoa? Timothy yeah, Charlemagne's like, waiting for his. I think, as per my understanding of the Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, I think Jason Momoa's on, like, the fourth season of his action drama about In the Far Future mankind loses its sense of sight and then jason momoa is the father of twins born with the mythic ability to see but he has to protect their tribe against a threatened queen and there's three he has like three seasons of it yeah and it looks like the witcher fucked oh milky eye momoa the witcher fucked the walking dead yeah game of thrones like it's all over the place for me but it's supposed to be good it's just very much not in my alley not in your wheelhouse not in my wheelhouse thank you yeah dude i totally get it because i i haven't gone back to the last of us yet but i still think it's a very well-made show i just Mm. i got busy and it didn't take priority I've heard a lot of people say that it it's already kind of losing its grip on them. Really? Yeah, like I know I know a handful of people are like, eh, we'll see. I might finish it. Let a few episodes build up so you can just binge it. I mean, yeah, but like if you got to do that with something, is it worth? Is it worth it? There's so many good things out right now that I feel like nobody should trudge through anything. It's true. Yeah, they should be watching. They should be watching Welcome to Flatch. <laughs> fucking whores. Watch Welcome to Flatch. Yeah. Have you there's seen liminal? There's subliminal. And what you just heard Jake Becker do was super liminal. Yes, yeah, super <laughs> liminal. Watch that shit. If it gets canceled, I'm coming for our six fans. <laughs> um the poker face on Peacock is renewed, right? Yeah, it's renewed and it's crazy good. That show rocks. Natasha Leone. Yeah, and she rocks as a detective with the not a detective, but the detective in the story. She's a PI. No, she's a she's good at solving mysteries. She's a waitress who fucks over the mob and then leaves because she figured out they killed her friend and then and with her weird lying ability. And then she's on the run. So the first episode's kind of what I just said. And then the rest of it's like weird vignettes of places she lands on the road where she solves terrible crimes in these towns because she just can't fucking help herself because she can tell when people are lying. But I've told Mitch, but Reese, it does this really cool thing that like no other mystery i've ever watched does where they show you the whole fucking crime like the first third of the show is just like beat by beat here's the motive here's what they did here's how they did it fucking here's the result and then it like rewinds and it shows you her involvement with all the characters working some shitty job or with her car broke down oh wow while she's stumbling through it so instead of like having the normal thing when you're watching a mystery where you're trying to figure it out you're like rooting for her Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's all ryan johnson the guy who did glass onion and knives out gotcha and uh, which i have seen neither it's i like it better than either one of them i think knives out is the better of the two movies but poker face is <laughs> it's just i different. definitely fell asleep during glass onion man <laughs> yeah glass onion's fine but it's it's predictable i think it's really entertaining to people in their 50s but poker face is like a fresh take on a medium like they do cool shit 
it's just very fun um like and then like every once in a while he'll throw a little twist in it that you're not expecting because the format's new and you get used to it so quick mm-hmm. that when he does adjust it again just like one notch you're like oh oh fuck and mm-hmm. it's and it's a beautiful move because just because the way he's it's almost like how Tarantino fucked up everybody's perception of how to tell a story when he did Pulp Fiction, and then there were terrible versions right. of that. I bet we're going to get terrible versions of this for a while because it's <laughs> so well done and it's so different than any other structure <laughs> that people think the magic's in the structure when it's in Ryan Johnson's writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, he, he finally found... So he's probably, since this is going, like, taking off, he'll probably be working on this rather than his Star Wars trilogy. Well, yeah, he's already committed to more Knives Out stories. And, and Poker Face, right? And Poker Face. And, like, it came out that he fucked over uh, Bad Robot on purpose. What? Uh, yeah, like, they finally said it in a couple of different press conferences that he like went off the rails and purposely was changing the agreed upon like storyline like ray ray was gonna be obi-wan's kid like there was a bunch of set shit that he just derailed on purpose during his film and like the mother of obi-wan's kid i don't know they had to like scramble and regroup and that's why abrams took the third movie back was because ryan derailed it for no reason and they like didn't know until it was far enough into production that it was an issue wow yeah how about that so like he blindsided him so i don't know maybe because he's so like they might give him a knights of the republic thing still that's more of a mystery or something now but i'd be surprised if they ever let him get back in the real sandbox after the way he played him Mm. yeah i mean kind of fucking i don't know I don't mind the last Jedi. I think it's pretty good. I do too, but it it it, it does suck knowing like I think they're pretty good. And if J.J. Abrams had had his way and they'd all followed the storyboard, that it might have been great. Like yeah, the, but didn't they also say they didn't have a plan? They didn't have a plan. Like, like Ryan Johnson was encouraged to do what he wanted with, like, five bullet points in place. Mm. And then he decided one of those bullet points was important and, like, deliberately, un, like, didn't just not follow the other ones or leave them ambiguous. Like, purposely undid them because he didn't agree or didn't like them or maybe didn't like J.J. Like, there's debate amongst people about like did he do it on purpose did he think he was doing the better thing and he was trying to do everyone a favor did he sandbag a bunch of people he didn't like like there's all kinds of ways it might have played out for real but he definitely didn't follow the recipe he was handed this sounds like a great episode of poker face yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean andy's obviously a devious bitch he writes all these mysteries Like for real, like this guy's got a head where he can write false motives for like eight people in a room. Oh, and he wrote that one episode of Breaking Bad. So there's some more. So I wouldn't doubt it if like maybe there's bad blood between him and JJ or some other producer or Kathleen or maybe. And he got hired because he was the new golden boy and then went in there and was like, watch me take a shit. Hey, Michael Giacchino, suck my cock. Yeah. You ever you ever heard of an upper decker? Watch me do that to your franchise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but like. At the same time, though, wouldn't like Kathleen Kennedy, Kennedy, like be privy to everything that was going into making this million dollar movie and be like, um, we well, it was can't. just it was just key scenes and like things that he had said that like undefined what they wanted to do. So all he had to do was like have a page of script that he knew he was going to insert into shooting that day and not really show it to anyone and then shoot it. And they had already gone over the script and approved everything. And they weren't probably watching dailies that closely. Yeah. They totally botched the uh, Finn also being a Jedi thing. Yeah. I mean it. There were like, 
out of the bullet points handed, I think he left one of them in and then took everything else out of the movie. Right. I mean, it's clearly what they were setting it up. Yeah. And I think it would have been a neater payoff if she was Obi-Wan's kid. Bring balance to the force. Well, yeah. Instead of the silly, just like it could be anyone like that's Brian Johnson inserting that in there. I was like, no, why all of a sudden could it be anyone? If every other time it had to be a direct descendant of these motherfuckers, what are you talking about? I think it has something to do with the midichloria. Dude, it should have been Luke's daughter that was from a cloned version of his chopped off hand. Also would have been dope, but changing it to like, I'm just special. I was like, man, okay, then why is this the bookend to a fucking nine part trilogy? Mm. Like, it didn't make sense. I get what he was doing, but it was the wrong story to make that point. Shit. Like, that would have been yeah, really I want to write a Star Wars Elseworlds now where someone finds Luke's severed hand clones like like hey let's see who this was and they clone a new body of him and he just lives out his life as like a normal guy but he's he's still got some force sensitivity since it's his original hand so he's like a really good like bartender or something he's just like hey slide me that glass and he's just like he just uh he he just drinks blue's milk and gives himself the stranger it unleashed something (laughs) unknown it doesn't feel like it's him he's just constantly beating it he just grows up on bespin works in the fucking tiabana gas mines you know where you know he just has his family he has a daughter eventually named ray it's basically the first episode of kenobi then she goes (laughs) out into the universe eventually (laughs) and she finds the real luke I was like, what the fuck? You're my dad? And it's like a reverse parent trap. (laughs) (laughs) Then you can have Mark Hamill play Severed Hand Luke. Or uh, if you follow the old Star Wars book, he was Luke, but with two U's. You know what? I would call him. I would call him Cool Hand Luke. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of old Cool Hand Luke Hamill. Have you guys seen the trailer for the fucking machine? No, that's the I Burt have. movie, right? Yes. Yeah, Burt Kreischer's fictional movie about his real-life experience of getting in with the Russian mob while on student abroad. Apple is totally in it. And, and Hamill plays his dad. Like, drunken... No, he plays Burt's dad, who's like along with the adventure that doesn't want to fucking be there. <laughs> that's awesome. And, like, resents his son, who's a comedian, with his shirt off. Yeah, it looked really fun. I'm excited to see Hamill in that role. Yeah, dude, Marky Hams is back. It's going to be a real Corvette summer, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you think you got rich being Luke Skywalker? No, he got rich from fucking Corvette summer. Everybody knows that. <laughs> yeah, dude, the insurance payoffs. That's where he fucked ah, his face up, right? What's I that? I think so. Yeah, Corvette Summers, where he fucked his face up. Mikhail and I were talking about this the other day. Yeah, like when he fucked his it, face it, up. It was between A New Hope and or like original Star Wars and Empire yeah, Strikes Empire, Back. Yep. Yeah, I think it was Corvette Summer. So he probably. That's why they had the Wampa scratch him. Yeah, hide that 1970s. Yeah, seventy seven. I would have to guess it was probably in seventy seven. Apparently, the way they did Shatner's facelift is like you can feel the balls of skin they pulled back under his scalp. Wow, what? The the way they segmented his head and pulled it under, then stitched over it. William Shatner. Yeah, dude, he had like a lot of early plastic surgery. So they pulled his skin back into like a fleshy corpuscle they like did this but like surgically they like separated the skin so they could tighten it all the way back up oh my god that's fucking terrifying that's rivers had that too oh oh can we talk 
Can we talk? My dad is not talented. <laughs> uh, <laughs> poor little girl. Yeah, I was thinking about what is it like? There's there's some sort of animated show where I feel like yeah, something happens like oh no, my fate like my my it's Family Guy. Yeah, just grabs like a chip clip. Yep, pulls it all back. <laughs> did you see um Cocaine Bear? No, but my buddy Hunter did and said it was gory as fuck. Cool. Nice. Also. Speaking of Star Wars, it has Han Solo himself, Alden Ehrenreich in it. Also has Ray Liotta in his final performance. Yeah. His actual final performance was in a movie he was making in the Dominican Republic when he died. But it's not He's got finished, one in the right? chamber. Oh, it's not finished, yeah. I don't, I don't think, know if it'll ever be fucking I don't think done. They, yeah, I don't think they can finish. I think this was the last thing they could salvage. But yeah. They could just use AI to put Ray Liotta, Ray Liotta back in it. I mean, I'm okay with them bringing Ray Liotta back with computers. I think he would hate that, and I think that's hilarious. <laughs> Either that, or they should have him as like a Ray Liotta-looking Muppet. <laughs> yeah, dude, and then just have it be, uh, who would do the voice? You uh kyle dunnigan okay fair enough <laughs> there's also a new quantum leap that i haven't watched yet mitch oh fuck dude i gotta watch this whole season i gotta this whole half yeah this whole half because the last one i saw was the one where they were doing stand by me oh yeah dude you're back a couple i'm back a couple i need to you're yeah. you're you're behind dude you're not leaping i'm not you're... leaping because i was last of us and i guess i should get my priorities in order yeah, that show's going to get renewed whether or not it deserves it. Watch some of the shit we need renewed. Right. It's up to us. It is up to us. We're important in this battle against the networks, Mitch. Yeah, dude. We better be getting a card from uh, Dr. Ben's song. I was so mad when my landlord wouldn't let me be a fucking Nielsen family when I lived on Cap Hill. <laughs> they asked me to be and i was like that was like one of the happiest days of my life i was like i get to influence things <laughs> that i actually care about and then my landlord was like no i don't want him hugging those machines oh, what did pour that? god damn it what i shouldn't have shit. asked i should have just said yes yeah the uh oh shit did you see that paramount plus is suing no hbo max paramount plus yeah for south park yeah that's Viacom. nuts because Viacom fucked up and is sharing the property with both companies, even though they had a contract. With HBO Max, right? Yeah. yeah. It's Viacom's fault. It's not Paramount's fault. It's not the streaming network's fault. It's the parent company's fault. It was funny because one of those, because they all the post-COVID and like vaccination specials happen on pa Paramount Plus, right? Yeah. Um, well, except the Q special. The Q special happened on HBO. Okay. Then uh, the the streaming wars definitely was on. That one was on. That Paramount one basically Plus. called it out. Like Stan and and they were making boats for all the like little street farms. Yeah. Stan and Tolkien. 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 Uh, I want to go back in the audio because there's definitely audio of me and Matt laughing at the idea that his name is Tolkien. <laughs> And that everybody's been misinterpreting it the whole time. That is on an early episode of me being on Broadcast Geeks before they made that canon last year. Oh, yeah. An early episode? Early episode with me on it, yeah. Way and back Matt, when. And there's definitely us laughing because it's been funny to me in the back of my head forever. And then when they did it, I was like, oh, we were right. We did it. We manifested this. 
Oh, you manifested. You're like the Simpsons. You predicted it. Yeah, now they're saving Cosmonita, and hopefully they'll bring back Bennigan's for me and Butters. Dude, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, I, all I care about is if they have all-you-can-eat tacos at Cosmonita. I think they're hiring like a really good chef, so I They did. It. They yeah. hired a great chef. Like but an amazing mean- chef. <laughs> I don't think I think it's going to be more of an experience. Tacos, unlimited <laughs> amounts for little ones that want the tacos. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be like dog food, great ground beef and like molten cheese on stale tortillas anymore. I think they're going to be serving like edible food. So they're uh, going to get away I, with being like, it's all you can eat. But we know you're only going to eat half because it's fucking cat food. Nah, dude, those the secret cat- ingredient is salt. Secret ingredient was poop. <laughs> that place sucked. It got better when we were like later teens. Dude, I ate that place. Like their tacos, there's no way they're worse than Taco Bell or Del Taco. They for sure are. You get too high when you go to Casa Bonita, bud. That's not true. It's not That's good not food. True. It is ob- it was objectively bad food. <laughs> and when we were little kids, dude, it was dog shit bad food. It's terrible. It it's was one of the worst places I've ever eaten. I've eaten there twice. Yeah, the only edible thing there is the sopapillas. You eat yep. across the street at Chicago's, and then you go to Casa Bonita. That's how everybody's played the game since That's, the game was founded. That. You have to buy an entree to get into Casa you, Bonita. You don't have to eat it, Mitch. That's the ticket. That's, <laughs> that's, that's Why would you waste food like that? Because it's like five bucks. And it's no, the it's twelve it's the, bucks. Oh yeah, okay. In the last couple of years, I haven't gone back because it's gross. But it's like twelve dollars is your ticket for admission. You don't pay to get into the arcade and see the shows. You just buy that shitty plate of taquitos. I'm Plus, twelve dollars was probably you getting the thing you wanted instead of just the cheapest thing on the menu. Jake, you're out of all the things that you like to eat. You're telling me you're above eating a dog food taco, <laughs> banana? Dude, it's so bad. I've eaten the food there. It's bad. It's really bad. It's objectively Maybe bad. Have an iron stomach. That's I terrible. I think you're all terrible. hopped up on black bard excitement and and didn't <laughs> didn't see the truth of what was happening to you. They spent all their money on cliff divers. Yeah, man, the cliff have divers are back. At, have you looked at any of like the videos of like them working on it? Like, it's crazy how fucking garbage that place actually is. Like, how much work it needs. Oh, it was fuck i read some of the reports and like the whole building like it was amazing that it was still standing yeah they were like shit you could have almost condemned this blew knocked it all down rebuilt it and felt better off about what you Dude, got. it's probably been the same water in there since like 1977 in that waterfall well dude all the false rocks had like black mold in it. like it's extensive renovations they have to do because it it not being run rel and now there's, they also have to like make it to where it won't get that way there, again. there's a scene like that episode of the simpsons where fucking ned comes into his newly rebuilt house and he's just like flower feels kind of gritty around here and he's just like yeah we just uh painted the dirt <laughs> that's like what happened they were like we pulled up this thing and they're just like where's the floor and he's like there's no floor and it's dirt here. it's just carpet yeah that weird walkway where it felt like you were on dirt and you're like that's crazy how they did this it was carpet on dirt it was carpet on dirt yeah like <laughs> there's nothing there man no like there <laughs> wasn't the carpet to the dirt like <laughs> there was no appropriate structure going down into some of the caverns yeah no not at all like it was wild but i mean again they built that place in a strip mall in the fucking 70s so what did we expect? Right. <laughs> that's true dude that's a very fair point i can't wait to see it when it opens restored uh, to its former glory it's gonna rule but I have a feeling it's going to be like the Pikes Peak Cog Railway, where it went from being like 15 bucks a person to $85 a person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, I think it's going to be a, quite a bit more expensive so gonna, than the cost of it. They're going to need to recoup that fucking money somehow, man. <laughs> well, I think the, I think the food will be desirable. I think it'll be like a desirable yeah. place to be top to bottom now. They should just turn it into the Mexican version of, of Cincinnati's. Yeah. Just have stations of different foods across all the caverns. I'm sorry. My brain exploded. I'm so excited by your idea. <laughs> have you ever been to Cincinnati's? Uh, no, but I don't care. I understand the concept. We need to propose this to the South Park gentleman right now. <laughs> I want to wander around Casa Bonita with a plate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they got some good chimichangas behind the waterfall on the bridge. <laughs> Dog, you just say that to me in a slightly secretive tone, and I'm in. I love secret chimichangas. Those are my favorite chimichangas. I'm eating secret chimichangas behind the waterfall. Lately, I've been hooked on the Khalifas burritos, but... A what burrito? Khalifas with the burracho beans. Mmm. Hell yeah. I'm a little burrito boy. I'm a little burrito boy. (laughs) What's to stop you from deep frying it, making it a chimichanga? I think it would leak and get weird with the burracho beans. It's kind of a wet burrito. I do I do refried in a chimichangs. Wet burrito's not bad either. It, it rules, dude. Khalifa's with all the toppings. Mm. You smother it? No, I could, but I don't. Good. I don't. They're red sauce rips over at Habaneros in Trinidad, Colorado. Trinidad. Did Mitch Jones make Reese Jennings Pingo Jones and he had to leave? He's he's getting a drink. Water, man. <laughs> Pingo Jones. Pingo. <laughs> Whoa! Getting some water. Yeah. I'm Sorry. Exploded. Oh. <laughs> what do you fellas want everyone, all of our listeners, to watch this week? What do I want them to watch? Yeah, I would encourage anybody who hasn't seen Werewolf by Night to watch Werewolf by Night. Thank you. Even if you're not into horror movies, Mitch is just gonna say <laughs> what we know he's gonna say. <laughs> what? What do you want the viewers to watch, Mitch? I want them to watch Poker Face. Oh, nice save. <laughs> and, you know, and Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Yeah. That, all, that also, but I thought for sure he was going to go with a certain Seth MacFarlane production. Oh, yeah, dude. I I finished watching it through on Disney Plus again to get the ratings up, and I've done all I can do. I know. Now it's time for you to turn your attention to Welcome to Flatch. <laughs> that's on hulu yes right yeah it's Did also you finish watching koala man yeah it's very weird it is very weird i liked it a lot but it's very weird and i don't know what's gonna happen with things like that now that Royland's done yeah right um yeah see see quantumania i guess yeah you guys yeah, ever get a bloody the... ear like a bloody nose what nothing i'm dying <laughs> you're ble- you got a bloody nose bro. you got a bloody nose yeah, but out of my ear. My ear's just bleeding. Oh, oh shit. All crazy. right, well, we, can, we can wrap this up. I mean, it's fine. It's been happening. I don't know what's going on. Your ears are bleeding into your headphones? Uh-huh. My God. Is it too loud? Are we you want me to cut loud? this part out? No, I don't care. People can know that I'm dying. <laughs> don't die, Jake. I hope you got to come back again next. Like, I mean, I don't have any. I, I barely watch any TV. I feel like a real piece of shit. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't watch enough TV. You become you a piece watch, of shit. Yeah, you become a piece of shit. <laughs> no, I'm just, I haven't been able to catch up on things. Yeah. And uh, I heard about this movie the other day that I want to watch and I would recommend anybody to watch. It's called Sisu. Came out like last year, this year. It's about a Finnish prospector. 
and it takes place during World War II, and a bunch of Nazis come and try to steal his gold. And of course, they find out they fuck with the wrong prospector. I like you, Reese. You hang out on weird forums. You find uh, out about that, weird stuff. I, I don't even know how I found out about that one. It was in my Google searches when I was when I come back from Wyoming. I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, well, this does sound great. Like, <laughs> I <Damn>. watched that. <laughs> they got you with that algorithm, dog. Yeah, tailored just for you. I bet I was talking to somebody about it when I was shit-faced, and they were like, check this out, man. It's cool. Just oh, a, yeah. a minor killing a bunch of Nazis, man. Like, I'm like, yeah, all right. Is he like, I'm in. I'm in, man. Is he like me? <laughs> like, is he like a standard old-timey miner? He just smashes one in the head, and he's just like, nuggets the size of your fist. <laughs> Dang. I so watch fun. this. Yeah. Sisu. Do you see him out? Yeah, yeah, Sisu, S-I-S-U. Sounds right. awesome. Sisu. Still haven't even seen it. Want to see it. Yeah. I recommend. Sounds, sounds like a life aquatic. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Zisu. Yeah, Zisu Institute. This is the Zisu show, not not Sinet show. <laughs> uh, all right, well, if people want to tell us if they've watched Ant-Man or are helping us save Flatch or yes. Space, Space yes. Trek... They can uh, they can reach us and our email at broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. You can find us on our Facebook page. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at broadcastgeeks, Instagram podcast underscore geeks, our Reddit page, r slash broadcastgeeks where nothing happens. Or you can just uh, uh, follow along on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And uh if nothing else, just come back again next time. We'll see you next episode on the next episode. Episode, episode. Excelsior. Excelsior.